um, when I came out, um, um, there's a Cameroonian, a top Cameroonian producer went online to say that he would rape the spirit of lesbianism out of me. Oh my goodness. I ever set foot in Cameroon. And a lot of people cheered him on. Um, there were death threats. I still get a lot of death threats now. I still get people telling me they're going to rape me as well. Oh I still get people saying I'm a disgrace. Welcome to the show. I am your host, Anya Fombad, and I spark the heart conversations that challenge questionable cultural and societal norms that threaten the well-being of the African community. And I also share stories about growing up as Africans in Africa and in the diaspora. I strongly believe that normalizing open discussions and sharing experiences, whether good or bad, will not only make you find your voice, but will broaden your sense of purpose and empower others to do the same. So if you have ever tried challenging certain African cultural and societal doctrines, or if you have ever felt like it is about time that we confronted these issues in our African community and do better as a people, or even if you have always been interested in learning about the experiences of other Africans growing up in Africa and the diaspora, then you are in the right place. Welcome to Living African. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Living African. As we continue honoring Pride Month, which is the month of June, we will be addressing a few topics and discussing some perspectives about the LGBTQIA community. Members of this community have been extremely marginalized and have suffered from homophobia, isolation, abuse, and criminalization, especially in our African community. Today, we will be having with us Bandi Kiki, who is a Cameroonian public figure, entrepreneur, and LGBT plus activist. She is a founder of Kikum Consulting, a marketing and branding consultancy, co-founder of Rem Clan, a gender-neutral online apparel clothing company inspired by everything LGBTQ. She is also a Rainbow Migration Trustee, a Black Beetle Health Trustee, a Living Free UK Director, and above all, she is African. So I want to welcome you, Kiki, to the show. How are you doing today? I am okay. <laughs> Thank you for having me. <laughs> I am so happy to have you on here and I can't wait, you know, for us to really dive deep into these conversations because this, even though they're uncomfortable conversations, um, they're, they're very needed conversations and they're, you know, something that's, they're things that are very necessary for us to speak out and get our voices heard. So we're just going to dive deep into uh, the questions. So just tell us your story and how um, you found the courage to come out considering all the conservative, you know, cultural norms and practices in our African community? I, I came out in um, October 2017, I think, okay. yeah. mm -hmm. um, through my social media platforms. And I wasn't ready to come out at the time, unfortunately. <laughs> during during the, the, the whole um, Ambazonian crisis, the whole ongoing crisis in Cameroon at the moment, somebody um, who was one of the influencers went online and said women can contribute yeah. to struggle by stripping naked and taking to the streets. Hmm. So I was like, that's not how women contribute in this Right, day. right. You know, the Takumbeng um, thing where women sort of like go out naked traditionally. Oh, Yes. So I was like, that doesn't make sense because throughout the whole crisis, women were not given a voice. Yeah. And to say that we should do that was right. a bit 
um, uh, troubling for me. So, so I, um, let me let me interrupt you just a moment. If we can give, since our audience is very broad in Africa, so they mm -hmm. may not know what that Amazonian crisis um, is. So just maybe in a few sentences, if you can just like introduce, like just give a a brief intro to what that crisis is. It's just an, a political instability in Cameroon and. You yeah, know. Cameroon is going through an ongoing crisis at the moment. You have um, eight regions in Cameroon, which are French-speaking. Then you have two English-speaking regions. Yeah. Obviously, because of uh, English speakers are the minority sometimes yeah. and within uh, uh, the system as well, they're marginalized. Yeah. So there's a crisis going on where um, English-speaking Cameroonians want more um, from the government or from the regime. Yeah. Some of them want separation, some yeah. want decision. So it's a, it's a really um, difficult like, time at the moment. Yeah. Yeah, thank you very much for that. So um, about the women protesting and stuff, I think that's where we yeah. ended up. Yeah, so there was the, 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 we had this conversation on Facebook on how women should, he said women should go out to support the crisis in that manner. And I said, and I went online to say, no, mm -hmm. I don't think women should do that. And um, some people who supported the crisis thought I was, labeled me a black leg and mm. started digging into my personal life. Mm. And after digging, digging into my personal life, they found out about my sexuality and some mm. of them online. And a few other people who had found out before, how found out before as well, blackmailed me there was a Cameroonian yeah. actor comedian who blackmailed me um he didn't like the sort of content I posted on my blog and he wanted me to take it off so he mm. uh, used that so uh my coming out was to reclaim my power from them because right. it became it's sort of like a back talk as opposed to me just saying do you know what I'm a lesbian so what you know, yeah yeah that were using it as part over me if that makes sense wow 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 um that's that's usually a very, I, I only imagine that you probably went through so much, you know, because I mean, coming out is a very bold step for, to the best of my knowledge. I mean, I may not fully understand, but I know it's a very bold step for every uh, member of the LGBTQIA community. So for you to be forced to do something like that when you weren't ready, I can only imagine how traumatizing and just scary that was because it's like you're putting yourself out there. You don't know what to expect and stuff. So um, at what age did you first realize that um, you were lesbian? And um, what has it been like for you after, you know, you're coming out or you're transitioning into your authentic self? I sort of, I... I think between mid, um, early meetings, I knew I liked women. Um, it wasn't easy reconciling that. And you're in Cameroon back then, right? Yes, definitely I was. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it wasn't easy. I couldn't see myself represented in the community around me. Obviously, right. so I begin to think, am I weird? Why are my friends talking about boys? And why am I thinking mm -hmm. about girls? So I had this internal struggle. Obviously. Now I don't have that, but yeah, back then I, I, I did have that. And you asked some part was how did I transition into yeah, my thinking. yeah. It's it can get overwhelming sometimes, mm. um, especially with the social media hate, especially with um friend having friends and sometimes some family members who don't talk to me simply because I'm a lesbian. Um, I also have had situations where I've been kicked off a project with somebody that I didn't like that I was a lesbian. Wow. Um, I recently, I was part of a panel, not a panel session per se, but I, one, of, one of the keynote speakers at um, an event that happened in March for women. Right. And some of the women tried to pressure the organizer of the event to kick me off the event. Mm. But she came, she, she came to me and she said, Kiki, they want you off. I'm not going to take you off anyways, but just so you know. And I really appreciate that because I, I like to know that um, rooms in, 
to know that I'm, I'm not welcome in this room, but I'm going to, I'm going to occupy space anyways. Right. Right. Like, so yeah, it, but yeah, it's, it's, it gets overwhelming, but to be honest with you, coming out is the best thing I've done for myself. I am living my truth. I am happier. My mental health is better. I'm not worried like somebody's going to go online and say this, Kiki is this. Right. I have to go to myself. What can you do about it? So yeah. yeah. Well, thank you very much for sharing that. So um, while you were coming out, I mean, I know I can only imagine how liberating it is for you right now, but what were your greatest fears like and what challenges did you face like in that process of coming out? I think for for myself and a lot of um, other LGBT people, um, LGBT plus people um, in the closet, it's fear of rejection. Hmm. That's it. People we worried about maybe what if there are so many what what ifs what if the parental love i have been receiving is conditional yeah the siblings don't love me after i come out yeah. so there's always there are always so many what ifs and for somebody who is because obviously i might have people listening to this who are not financially independent yeah. there's also the fear of homelessness what if i yeah. then come out and things happen it doesn't go as as planned and I get kicked out and I don't have a place to leave or food to eat. So there's always those um, fears. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, the homelessness part of it, I, it's something I didn't even think about, but it's, it's very important to talk about things like that. So now in terms of having that fear, you know, of the reaction from your family, like what was your own experience in respect to your family, your friends, and even your immediate circle? Uh, I would say my family is on a journey. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, it took me a while to figure out my sexuality myself. So yeah. now that I've told them, they're on their own journey of... Journey, yeah. Um, my relationship with them is fairly good. Um, yeah. Things were said when I came out, but those things, <laughs> they're not being said again. Yeah. Um, yeah, sometimes I feel like, oh, they, you know, is everything still the same? Am I still your sister? Am I still your daughter? Right. But you also have moments where you're like, oh, I just know you love me. You know, one of those moments. But yeah. yeah. Yes, yes. That's that's great. You know, um, my uh, in, in the previous episode that I just had with um, this lesbian couple, which was very interesting. I'm not sure if you listened to that. But one thing that really stood out to me, um, one of the ad, uh, one th- words of advice that one of the words of advice that um, one of them gave.